It was Jesus who said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. But lately it seems like hard times are beating down our door. Labor Day, Thanksgiving, then Christmas. What's waiting for us around the corner? Time will tell. It seems like every single day of this COVID-19 2020 has been filled with more heartbreak, more violence, even more tragedy. The incessant banging of bad news threatens to make us too afraid, isolating ourselves from the world, sinking deeper in despair. Universities continue to struggle to keep their doors open. Racial tensions are not going away. And let's not even get started on the election cycle. What will the holidays have in store for us in this strange year? Will it all be merry and bright by the time December 25th rolls around? Maybe, but that's not our hope. I stand at the door and knock, Christ says. Let me in. By faith, we'll dine in the house of the Lord forever. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're beginning a new series here on Tuesday called Seven Churches in Four Days. I'm curious if you remember getting your report card when you were in school. I'm sure some of us today were excited to see their results, and others dreaded the day that they were handed out and we had to carry them home. Maybe you agreed with the teacher, and maybe you didn't. Well, imagine what it felt like when the Lord Jesus handed out seven report cards to seven specific churches. Would you be shocked to see your church on the list? Some of the churches Jesus spoke to were given great warnings, while others he commended for their faithfulness. What sort of grade do you think your church would get today? Well, in a few minutes, we're going to start looking at these churches in Asia mentioned in Revelation 2 and 3. Who were they? What were they doing? And why did Jesus decide to give them all a report card? And we'll also be joined by Karen Heimbach, who recited by memory the entire book of Revelation. She's recited this book before tens of thousands of people all over the world, backed by an amazing musical score. And she'll be back with us to share how Revelation has filled her with confidence that Jesus is coming again soon. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. The revelation. We've been hearing from so many people. They've gotten goosebumps listening to this special presentation. I get it, because so have I. The music inspires, and it highlights God's words in a -a one-of-a-kind way. And that's why I want to send you this double CD for your minimum gift to this listener-supported ministry. When you listen, God's word will come alive in your hearts and encourage you that he's in control and he's coming back soon. Our number for after the program to call us, 800-654-2836. That's 800-654-2836. Or go online and check out a short feature on our website on the making of this project. And then you can also make your gift. Our web address is haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And now, here's Carrie Job with the Revelation song.
Sits on heaven's mercy.
opening haven today in a program called Seven Churches in Four Days. I'm Charles Morris, and that was Carrie Job with Revelation Song. The last couple of weeks, we've been hearing Karen Heimbuck, who not only memorized the book of Revelation, but she shared it with tens of thousands all over the world. I was curious what sort of effect this has had on her own spiritual journey with Christ. Here's what she told us. When I was young, I got saved when I was a child. I was six years old. And so because I I was raised in a church that just, you know, preached the full gospel, and I heard many sermons on the second coming of Christ. So, I mean, I knew that he was coming, but I would say definitely studying and delivering Revelation has really sealed it in my heart. And I think that's what Revelation has done for me, studying it so much. And because you have to study it as far as, you know, when you're memorizing it and reviewing it, even now, even though I've done it for years on the road, I still have to go through and rehearse it. And even in the rehearsal, it's hard to, you can't just fly through something or plow through something without it really plowing through you and affecting you. So, yes, definitely, Revelation has sealed the deal in me (laughs) that Jesus uh, says what he means, and he has said, I'm coming soon, and he is coming soon. Karen Heinbuck from Church on the Way in Hollywood, California. In just a moment, we'll hear more of her recitation from Revelation. If you read all of God's final book in the Bible, there's one conclusion you can readily reach. God's people are safe and the true church of Jesus Christ is secure. There is no doubt of this as you read Revelation chapters 4 to 7. At the end, which we dealt with last week, the ultimate future unfolds. After the season of tribulation, after trouble on earth grows more troubling than anything we have ever seen, it's not just rumors. It goes beyond mere speculation. But in the end, Christians are rescued and allowed to live with Jesus in the new heavens and in the new earth. Reality breaks forth in the description of what we can look forward to as portrayed in Revelation 20 and 21. This final book is a book of destiny. The church of Jesus is in his hand. No evil can befall us unless the seals of the book are broken. The good news? The winds of judgment are not permitted to blow upon those who have been sealed by the Holy Spirit. Those seals are pictures of divine sovereignty. Our ultimate safety and the security of Christ's church are guaranteed by the Holy Trinity of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And with that overview, before we look at the seven churches of Revelation 2 and 3 on the next few days, let's listen to how it all begins in Revelation chapter 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who testifies to everything he saw, that is, the word of God, and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. John, to the seven churches in the province of Asia, grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, 
and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all the peoples of the earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. I, John, your brother and companion, in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus, was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. On the Lord's day I was in the Spirit, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet which said, Write on a scroll what you see, and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me, and when I turned I saw seven golden lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe reaching down to his feet and with a golden sash around his chest. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and out of his mouth came a sharp double-edged sword. His face was like the sun, shining in all its brilliance. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and behold, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. Write therefore what you have seen, what is now, and what will take place later. The mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and of the seven golden lampstands is this. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Karen Heinbuck, the London Symphony Orchestra, presenting Revelation chapter 1. And as you heard at the end, this book is directly addressed to seven specific churches in what was then called Asia. They were struggling and small. The power of Rome was felt by them all. That power seemed inexhaustible. Some new edict from a new emperor could do away with any of those young churches beginning to fill up with new believers. Darkness seemed to be closing in around them. Hearts were trembling like trees in the forest when a gale blows through. Yet read these first few chapters. John's vision on a Sunday morning, given by an angel in a cave where he felt alone, exiled on the island of Patmos. Despite the good and the bad, the message that Jesus offered to each and every one of those seven churches, they need not fear, just as we need not fear. There is a throne at the center of the universe that includes a planet called Earth. And from this throne, the planets receive their orders. 
galaxies offer their allegiance. Circling the throne of the Almighty is a rainbow of God's covenant. The Lamb who was slain is interceding for God's people on earth. The Church of Christ is complete and perfected. Through the centuries, we've tended to forget the seven letters that Jesus sent to John to send on to seven real-life churches in modern-day Turkey. Key words cover each of these churches and speak wisdom to us today. To Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamum, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Seven key words speak to each of seven churches. Love, suffering, truth, holiness, reality, opportunity, wholeheartedness. Too often we think of the church from the inside, or what others think of the church from the outside. But in Revelation chapters 2 and 3, what Jesus thinks of his churches is what becomes clear and is certainly more important, far more significant than what we think or someone outside might offer. Seven letters voiced by Jesus, written down by John, words of wisdom for us even yet today. From Jesus to those churches and every church today, there is praise and there is censure. There is warning and there is exhortation. What we will explore the rest of the week is Christ revealing what he wants his church to be like in all places and at all times. And as we explore his message to all these churches, may we not forget to read ourselves and read our churches into the letters, into the divine text dictated by our Lord to his apostle the Alpha and the Omega, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. The practical advice is real as we are called to pray to our Lord, come quickly. The message is overriding. Jesus loves us and has freed us from our own sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve God and our Heavenly Father. We are reminded to look, for he is coming with the clouds. Every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, we are told. Among the seven golden lampstands, representing those seven churches, there was Jesus, dressed like the Son of Man, dressed in a robe reaching down to his feet, and with a golden sash tied around his chest, around his people, whom he will come to save, are robes whiter than snow, righteous robes for his name's sake. It is Jesus who stands at the door and knocks. He's inviting himself into our hearts. So my prayer on this very day, as we start seven churches in four days, is that you will sing and pray with me, just as Jesus sings and prays over us today. In to my heart, in to my heart, come in to my heart, Lord Jesus, come in to stay, come in today, come in to my heart, Lord Jesus. Into my heart, into my heart, come in.
speak to us today. One I sang to you, but of course, Selah did a much better job than me. Into my heart, along with Ferris, Lord Jesus, here on this haven today in a program called Seven Churches in Four Days. We can learn a lot from those seven churches given to us in the book of Revelation. Some will be encouraged to remain faithful to the Lord. Others will be challenged to draw closer to the warmth of the Lord and give up their lukewarmness. It's easy to think of this special book as a map for the end of times. But when you see it as a letter containing seven letters to encourage Christians to remain faithful in hard times, we can expect our lives to be changed. And Karen Heimbuck's two-CD set called The Revelation is a way to absorb the truths found in this book. I've been encouraged to hear from so many people who've asked for a copy for themselves or someone they love. Recently, Brenda in Pennsylvania, Barbara in Ohio, and Bruce in Wisconsin all made generous gifts to the ministry and asked for the set of the revelation. If that's your name, I'm thankful for your support as well as that of many others. Thank you for blessing Haven today. And I know you will be blessed as you listen to the revelation. What about you? Won't you call us right now? The number to call is 800-654-2836. 800 
1-800-654-2836. Make your minimum gift and request your copy of The Revelation. You can also visit us online and listen to excerpts from this project and watch the little documentary on how it was made with behind-the-scenes footage. Our web address is haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, we'll be together and we'll start looking at these seven churches in particular. And we'll do that in light of the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Jesus was crucified on a Friday and rose again on Sunday. But have you ever wondered what Jesus was doing on Saturday? The Bible doesn't give us many details, but we do know this. When the Jews had challenged him asking, what miraculous sign can you show us to prove your authority to do all this? Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. And so that Saturday, Jesus was proving that he was truly dead, which means he also truly rose from the dead. And if you belong to Jesus, then according to God's word, that same power is at work in you. You can get Anchor devotional delivered in print monthly at getanchor.com.